Yeah, so uh, my name is Alon. I, I started my IT journey very, very long time ago in Ukraine, even before moving to Israel. Um, when I moved to Israel, I joined the army. I used my IT background there. It was IT related army job. And uh, after three years in army, uh, having the development experience, I joined an early stage startup in Israel as a full stack developer with more mobile background and uh, worked there for a few years. It was acquired by a bigger uh, US company. Um, and uh, a year ago with this company, I moved uh, to US and uh, in US uh, as, a, as a CTO. Uh, and uh, in US, uh, of course, it's it's a new country. I started to travel a lot. And it also was um, the time when ChatGPT was just announced and uh, different AI tools started to pop up here and there. And I thought how the AI can be used uh, to plan the journeys. Um, so uh, one thing was AI. The first thing I tried to do is just to ask ChatGPT to build a, a plan for weekend trip or for a, a weekend in uh, Los Angeles and this kind of stuff. And it worked nice, but it was really missing the visual component. Um, so another part of it is that in social media, when you just scroll Instagram or TikTok, you often see a lot of really cool travel videos. Uh, and I thought that it would be a great idea to connect two of these components together. Uh, the power of AI and social media to give AI the lack of visual uh, part. And this is how I started to work on Let's Trip uh, half a year ago. Very cool. So yeah, I stumbled upon this, this tool that you have, letstrip.ai. And it is just very simple to use, very cool. Uh, Plans and anywhere you want to go in the world for really any occasion, it seems like. So yeah, uh, very cool. Can, can you just give us like an overview of what the tool is and how it works? Yeah, basically you just uh, describe uh, where you want to travel. It can be like two-day uh, trip with my wife to Seattle or uh, one week in California uh, with my friends. And it builds you a basic trip plan with... Uh, places to see with events uh, nearby uh, with uh, some restaurants and hotel recommendations and show it everything on the map so uh, it's uh, it's it's more visual and then you can sign in and make this uh, trip plan more personal you can um, edit dates for your uh, hotel stays or you can add more places uh, you can add some notes for example, I was just uh, having a two days a trip in Los Angeles and I built a basic trip plan with Let's Trip and then I went to read it uh, to find what locals are recommending to see. So I took some recommendations from read it and just added it to my trip plan was, which was built with Let's Trip. And uh, uh, on top of it, uh, I think the big benefit of Let's Trip is that it has a social media component for each place. 
it gives you a recent TikTok video so you can very quickly see if you want to visit this place or not. You can just click on the video, see a few, few short videos, and uh, it doesn't really, like, it's too much tracking. I want something something different. Or this place looks really cool. I It worth two hours tracking. I, I will do it. And, uh, yeah, that's basically the concept. Cool. Well, the thing that struck me when I first tested it out is one of the really cool things it does is it does two things that stood out um is that it gives you like a list a playlist of songs so that like sort yeah. of complement what you, where you're going so like say if you're going to the caribbean or caribbean or however you say it and you uh are going to the bahamas or something it will put out um let's trip will put out a bunch of different songs that you can play to sort of get you hyped up for your trip i know i've but i, I went on cruises before and i like to download a bunch of reggae songs to listen to so this sort of does that for you automatically um, and then it also does something that's really neat is how it will list out events in the area. So if you if there's a concert going on or maybe a sports event, it will put that in the itinerary from the days that you that, that you want to go on your trip, which is really neat. Yes, a uh, uh, playlist idea I got from um, as a trip I had with my wife in uh, West Virginia. As you know, there are a lot of cool <laughs> county songs about uh, West Virginia. So. <laughs> And uh, my wife made the playlist manually before going to the trip. Like she added all these different songs in her Spotify playlist. And then I thought it will be really cool. Like if uh, you can just get this playlist automatically. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, uh, it, it had to have John Denver's Take Me Home, uh, uh, Country Road yeah, is a famous song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Take Me Home. Yeah, that's a great, great karaoke song. Yeah. Um. So just tell me a little bit about you know, we'll go into a little bit more of the details, the cool stuff that it does. But before that, tell me what inspired you to do this project? Was it just because you talked a little bit about Chad GPT, but why travel? You know, was it just because you were traveling a lot or? Yeah, I love traveling. I visited a lot of different countries. And uh, uh, when I moved to U.S., I also uh, U.S. is very different from Israel. Here you can travel a lot by car. Uh, in Israel, it's a small country, so usually you fly to Europe. Uh, here, you can just, uh, I, I'm near the Seattle, so I can just uh, drive to Portland for a weekend on to Van or to Vancouver, BC for a weekend. And I made a lot of trips like this, and each time you kind of need to spend time uh, to decide what you want to see. And uh, you really don't want to invest too many effort because it's just a weekend trip. It's not some big trip which you plan for a year. Um, but from from one side, you don't want to invest too much time. From the other side, you do want uh, to have a cool trip. And this is how I got the let's let let's trip idea. Uh, the initial idea was to generate this small weekend trips really really fast. One cool thing I see a lot that a lot of people could use this for is like that I would use it for is if you're sitting on the couch and you're watching a travel channel and you see some cool like destination come up, like, man, that'd be cool to go there. And you just type it in uh let's trip and see what it comes up with. It's almost like a kind of a game to play, you know, to see what kind of cool exotic trip it's going to, it's going to find for you. And then it will give you more information about where you want to go as well. So you might learn some new things about, you know, whatever, whatever let's trip um, puts out for you. Yeah. It's, it's also a nice use case. Yeah. I wanted to talk about, how you're getting some of these recommendations because like what when i looked up let's trip i went to some of the places that i've been to like i live in knoxville tennessee so i wanted to see 
well, what does it say about, you know, Knoxville and what to do there? And it was really good. Some of the restaurants that were coming up were like some of my favorite places, you know, really interesting. <laughs> like I'm aware of what's going on. And I'm like, how's it getting these recommendations? Is it off of like Google reviews or something? Where's, where's it pulling these, this data from? It's a combination of ChatGPT and uh, TikTok um, together with a little bit of Instagram, but mostly TikTok. So basically, uh, it collects uh, data about popular places on TikTok and then uh, uses a ChatGPT to, uh, to be kind of a moderator or uh, uh, be a, the layer on top of this data and uh, combining to these things together allow you to get really nice list. Say if you're typing in, uh, I want to go to San Diego for two days. It pulls in. How does it? It works by pulling in data from TikTok. So it's TikTok. So it yeah. sort of pulls in like the hottest videos from about San Diego at the time, and then reads all the maybe reads the description of the TikTok video in the comments, or, or is that how it works yeah, in the, general? Yeah, yeah. It it uses the descriptions. It uses the hashtags and uh, also the amount of likes uh, and uh, shares the video gets mm -hmm. basically on the background it makes it makes uh, a search on tiktok and um, it, it receives a list of the places uh, the potential places from chat gpt then does searches on tiktok to see which ones from these places have any social media activity and then returns back to chat gpt this place has x social media activity, this why, and ChatGPT decides which ones will go to the final list as the users see. Awesome. That's really, it's really cool because TikTok's like the uh, avant-garde tool to get what whatever the hottest thing out there is. So probably why you're finding so many great recommendations. It seems to stay very current too. Like it, will it, will it adjust because of the trends on TikTok then? Uh, like if something opens up or gains popularity, will it then pull that in? Yeah, it should right now. It does have some cache period. So if it's something super fresh, for example, some like a new restaurant which was open a month ago, probably it will not catch it. But if it two months ago, it should already catch it, um, because yeah, it's it's pretty difficult uh, to do it in real time. But if you have a small delay, like a two weeks delay or one month delay, especially for popular destinations. It's uh, it's it's pretty doable uh, to get the fresh data. So it looks like once you put in your trip that you want to have, the prompt can be simple or complex. It seems like uh, it'll also give you like right on Google Maps exactly where everything is, how far everything is from everything. You can just click it, go right to it, uh, share the trips, save the trips. Uh, some very cool features. One of the cool features that I saw was it'll, if you say like I'm taking a two day trip to, uh, you know, Orlando, Florida, it'll actually give you the like summary of what you should do for day one. Do this, you know, day two, do this, you know, so you don't even have to think about it. Uh, how does how does that happen? Like, how does it pull in the recommendations? Is it just is that chat GPT putting it all together? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's basically a chat GPT. I also experiment a lot with other models with uh, latest Google one uh, with uh, Gemini and some open sourced ones. Um, so it's uh, 
basically the model uh, use as a trip uh, uh, structure uh, to be, uh, to build this uh, uh, this trip overview with uh, with a, a day's break breakdown and you can also ask if you really want uh, a detailed break breakdown you can include it into into your request and say give me a detailed uh, by day break uh, breakdown and uh, um, it will do it. So I want to ask you kind of retroactively what you were talking about before. Uh, how did you land on TikTok? Like, that's that's not really the, the first place I would think is like, this is where we need to pull our, our trip information from. You know, did you experiment yeah. with some other stuff and figure this doesn't work? Or how, how did that idea come in? Yeah, so initially, I really wanted to use the Instagram because this is what I use in myself daily and uh, i found uh, a lot of nice uh, trip ideas from uh, from reels in instagram but when i tried uh, to use the instagram there were too many technical challenges uh, so i i decided to try with tiktok and uh, figure out that if you like if you personalize your uh, tiktok uh, uh, feed like if you if you let it know what you like and what you don't you can get really really nice personalized uh, uh, feed and also TikTok is more uh, more friendly for to more friendly technically to pull the data from so uh, that's why I went to the TikTok but I still uh, but I still want to add the Instagram component later. Very cool. So kind of bring in all different kinds of social media. So I, one thing I did notice about it is it does pull in like pricing for different activities around the area. Is there any way that you can put in some sort of budget into your itinerary or have you ever thought about that kind of feature? Yeah, it's it's a cool idea. I had it and I even have uh, the UI ready for it already, like the mock-up. Um, so I am now experimenting uh, what will be the best way to do it? And because the budget has a lot of variables. Are you traveling by car or are you flying? Um, in what hotel will you uh, stop? So uh, I, I think what what we will have is uh, the basic budget and then allow you to make uh, simple choices like your, your transportation, um, and this kind of stuff and it, it will adjust yeah but uh, i i think it will be cool i experiment uh, a lot with the budgeting very cool do you, do you have any other features that you're working on currently to improve or yes so uh the, um export uh, to google maps is coming i i got a lot of feedback that people want uh, uh, to uh, import the trip plan from let's trips and create a my google google my map with all the points because uh, they use it for navigation and uh, they they just used to use uh, the Google Maps app for navigation. So this is this will be the soonest feature which is coming. Um, I also want uh, to do some UI tweaks based on um, based on user feedback. Uh, what I basically doing right now, I measure the users uh, feedback with the hot jar. Uh, to see where they are struggling with the UI, uh, and uh, I, I want uh, to improve these parts, and then uh, it will be uh, give users the freedom uh, 
to experiment with different AI models for the trip uh, plans because they behave uh, a bit differently and uh, um, probably it will also, uh, for different people, different models will give uh, trips which are more uh, uh, personalized for them. So this is also in, in my to-do list. And this will be probably the first paid feature uh, it, I'll add. It sounds like you're developing this or do you have a, te a team of people yeah. or is it just you right now? Uh, right now it's just me. I do have uh, the designer uh, who does all the mockups and UI uh -huh. parts. And I have uh, a person who helps me with uh, SEO component a little bit. Okay, awesome. Well, the the website looks great. I'm a, I've done web development for the last 15 years and it, it, you have a very nice looking website. It's a nice work. Do you have an app right now? And if not, do you plan on having one? I would love to have an app. Um, I don't know on which uh, stage uh, because I don't know uh, yet what will be my financial plan. It, will it be raising money or adding just adding paid features and see if if I will have enough uh, money from the paid features to, to develop it. Um, but I, I I do want to have uh, an apps, and I also have an idea to go to the really narrow niche and have a Mac Mac app like desktop, desktop Mac, uh, Mac app. Well, cool. I didn't even think about that. So you would do that just because you have like, you could get more market share because no one else is doing that on the Mac. That's right. the reason that would be the reason. Okay. I didn't check fully, but can someone book a flight on your site? And if they do, can, do you get a small percentage commission fee off of that? Like, or is it just a subscription membership that you're tr trying to monetize eventually for the site? And right now it's uh, totally free. I don't have any mm -hmm. monetization neither via affiliate links or subscriptions because my I, I launched it a few months ago and what I want to do initially is just to measure the interest. Like will people use it? Will they sign in? Will they play with trips? Uh, and uh, now I do see like I have around uh, uh, 100 users per week from, from organic traffic and I, I do have uh, 25 registered users so there is some interest here uh, and i will start uh i don't really want to go to the ads direction because i hate how a lot of uh, travel sites have the screens full of ads um, so i would try to add paid features first like pay one dollar to import your trip plan to google maps or uh, play uh, pay five dollar uh, to get access to another uh, model for the trip generation, uh, and then yeah, probably I will add some affiliate links. Uh, for example, if you click on the hotel and want to book it, uh, uh, it it can uh, di direct you to Expedia or uh, to Booking dot com, and I don't get some small fair so yeah this is the plan actually got it but right now the site is more focused on just giving you an itinerary things to do um because you're right can you book a can you book a flight or a hotel on the site right now no no okay. um it, it it will give you the links to to the hotels oh, uh, gotcha. but uh, right now it doesn't have a booking component it seems like if you click on a link uh like to a hotel it just takes you to the hotel's website or something right. like that yeah yeah 
Right. Yeah. So it's very, it's very convenient, but you know, on the business side, you know, you know, eventually it might work in. Right. But probably on some point I will add some man in the middle, like uh, it will be a link to booking.com or link to Expedia page of, uh, of the hotel. So I will be able to get some booking share. Yeah. Right. It's always hard to build. You could have a great idea. But if you don't market it the right way, it sounds like you're doing a lot with SEO, which is uh, good because it doesn't that doesn't cost a ton of money compared to ads. Uh, but it's really hard to see if something's going to gain traction without spending a ton of money in ads or, you know, or right. like Facebook ads or Twitter ads or stuff like that. So that's is that your primary target? That's your primary um, strategy right now is just to go with the SEO route to push it. I want to. Uh... I started with SEO because I have a lot of background, like the company where I work full time. Um, we are all about local businesses SEO. So I have a lot of background there. Um, I think my next step will be more social media stuff. I am looking for a partner or somebody who can help me with uh, social media because I think uh, we can try a lot of uh, cool stuff with AI generated content or mix of human and AI generated content related to traveling in social media. Uh, and then, yeah, the third step probably will be trying some ads, but I will add ads only when I have, when I will have some clear monetization tunnel. Yeah. So I will be able to measure how much I spent to the ads and how much I earned from, uh, from the monetization channel. Very cool. Uh, so one of the things that uh, we like to ask a lot of the people you know, that come on is we just like to ask your opinion, you know, outside the project, uh, you know, AI is a crazy thing that's taken our world by storm. There's no doubt about it. I mean, everybody's got their opinion on it now. Good, bad, whatever. What's your general impression of, of AI in a general way, and how do you see it influencing society? Right? Yeah, I really loved it. It's the first uh, the first time I started to play with uh, GPT, uh, uh, GPT three, GPT four, and uh, I I think it will uh, it already changing the world a lot, and I think it will change it even more. Probably the big uh, part of it will be that it will replace a lot of uh, human jobs, um, but it's not the first time in uh, human history when something new replace replace humans in in, uh, in certain niches. So I think uh, right now it's mostly about creating the co content, uh, but I think in a year, for example, we will start seeing um, some effect from AI on the medications, uh, health-related stuff, maybe uh, education more, more like on... on uh, right now, I think it's still very technical related. So it's it's created a big buzz in technical community for developers, for uh, social media creators, and for IT related uh, uh, jobs. But but with time, I think it will slowly go to all the different uh, other different uh, niches. And uh, uh, it also it looks like that uh, OpenAI and Google are moving very, very fast. Like uh, OpenAI just announced uh, the Sora video model. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like that maybe in a year or two, we will have uh, even more powerful AI models. That Sora, uh, that it was unbelievable. It's like, 
you know, Runway ML is doing their text-to-video right now. And then you see what they do, if people are familiar with them. And then Sora came out yesterday from OpenAI, the text-to-video, and they do 60 seconds. I mean, I think Runway did yeah. maybe 10 seconds or 12 seconds at the most, even if that's even, that might even been long. I don't be long. Um, but they do 60 seconds. Now, that Sora, it hasn't been released to the public yet, but there's a bunch of different examples out there. Like Alan, you've you've I'm sure you've seen, and they're incredible. So it's yeah. it's like incredible, but at the same token, same token, you know, I'm a computer programmer. It's 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 like, well, if that that can do that for video, I mean, developers could be a thing of the past in the next five to ten years, you know. <laughs> so it's just a real kind of very exciting moment and scary one at the same time because it's going to start going into all these different niches like you said artificial intelligence you know there could be a robot to do a plumber's job one day or um a robot to take care of your kids i don't know how far it's going to go but it seems like it's it's all evolving very quickly yeah yeah i agree um but i i i think um that uh people will also evolve with it like yeah. um, even if some jobs will be replaced by ai it will definitely create more uh, jobs which we now can can't imagine but uh which will be very real in a few years do you think that's going to be like those type of jobs i'm trying to envision what the world's going to look like and that's probably impossible to do but is it going to be those jobs where like say for example you work at a corporate job in a big city in the united states and you go to you go to work every day and maybe you work remote a few days a week um, and you're, it's mostly data entry or, you know, stuff that, uh, uh, AI can do. So maybe the, your job gets replaced, right? You're a business analyst and AI replaces your job, but then what would you, what would your job be after that? Is it more like you would just maybe never go into the office and you're a manager of AI instead of doing the job, instead of doing the business analyst job, AI now does it. And you're more like a, a prompt manager for all these different AIs. I mean can you see it being like that or do you have your own take on things yeah i i think that uh, human uh, when we will have ai spread out to different industries uh, the human touch touch will be much more valuable because everything will be done with ai you will be ready to pay more if your waiter will be a real human or if your teacher will be a real human or so i i think there will be a lot of uh room for uh, uh like it, it it will go to a, a little opposite direction right now we have a lot of zoom classes for example uh i think that uh, uh real life classes will be more valuable and uh, uh so i think there will be more room for uh, for a jobs where human interact are interacting with human because the more ai we have the more human interactions we would like uh, to get. Your vision might be the opposite of what a lot of people think. And we're going to be, instead of getting more technical, maybe it's going to help us more focus on the, our human relationships more. Right. Uh, it's uh, similar to, uh, I don't know how to say it in English, but uh, you know this effect when, you, uh, when you're looking at a very realistic robot, uh, which is so realistic that it looks scary. So... Uh, I think this this uh, we will, we will uh, arrive to the stage where there will be so many AI that 
you will be ready to pay to interact with human. Got it. Because uh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's gonna be fun to see how all this plays out, how quickly it happens. I mean, you see these robots from Tesla, and uh, there's a few other companies that are doing robots. But I mean, those days where you have a robot that comes to to do your chores for you, it could be right around the corner. Yeah, I wanted to ask you on because you you know have some background in the market in Israel as well. How do you see the U.S. versus other countries, particularly Israel, in terms of AI development? A lot of people think U.S. is way ahead of the curb. Other people say, well, U.S. is behind the curb, at least in terms of regulation and things. Uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I think U.S. is definitely ahead, and the regulation is one of the reasons Europe, uh, well, Israel is less than Europe, it's Israel is somewhere between uh, Europe and US. Like Europe uh, love to regulate. Uh, US usually much slower on the regulations and Israel somewhere in the middle. Uh, so I, I think the thing is that the regulations doesn't really make sense in global world because you can regulate it in US or in Europe, but in Russia or China, you, you you can't force them not to develop it. So the more you regulate it, the more your competitors from uh, uh, another countries where it's not regulated will run faster. Uh, so I think uh, US, uh, by my opinion, have pretty good balance between having the basic regulations uh, or working on basic regulations, but give more freedom and not try to regulated too much and uh, stop companies from innovations. Yeah, it's, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's like if you, as long as one country in the world uh, doesn't abide by regulations or just say says we're not going to regulate AI, then what's the point of regulation, right? Because all those companies are going to yeah. move to that island or country or wherever it is. So maybe the best regulation is to have the AI regulate itself, if that's even possible. Yeah, and like you can compare it uh, with a nuclear weapon. Mm -hmm. uh, even this very sensitive topic is super hard to regulate. You still can't force countries to have it, even in such super complicated uh, uh, topic. AI, it's made by developers. You don't have too many physical components included. So I don't believe you can uh, you can stop it or regulate it. You can regulate it in Italy or in France, for example, but developers or companies will move to US or uh, if it will be regulated to US, they will just move to China. Uh, so you, you, can't, you can't stop the progress. That's kind of my vision. It seems like whoever has the AI has the power. And I mean, yeah. you think about like uh, a standoff, you know, I'm thinking of like a, you know, in the Wild West standoff when everybody's got their guns up and I'm like, okay, well, if I drop my gun, then I'm the most vulnerable. If everybody drops their guns, yeah, may maybe that's better for everybody. But as soon as one person picks it up, now they have all the power over everybody. So I think that's kind of a <laughs> an analogy right. for AI in this sense of, yeah, if somebody's, you know, kind of like Ryan said, if somebody's got AI going full steam ahead, then everybody else is behind the curve. So. Ryan and I tend to have a, a more positive view towards AI. Uh, we try to s see it as something that 
opens up a lot of opportunities for people can help them uh, elevate their level of performance in whatever field they're in. And uh, we're hopeful for a great future of AI. Yes, same for me. I also think it will do much more good things than bad things. Yeah, it's going to, there's, um, I just, I haven't dug into it, but there, I, I just found out there's people out there, like respected people on the flip side of all this AI hype, like they have computer backgrounds that say AI is just completely overhyped. All this compute power. Yeah, it does cool things, but it's really going to be a big waste of time <laughs> and it's all overblown. So I'd like to dig in more to that um, to see why those people say that. Um, but it, it's going to be, is there anything that you, uh, Alan, see out of AI that maybe most people don't, or you see something happen that most people don't think is going to happen with AI over the next, you know, five years? Yeah, on your topic, what is a little bit scary for me, or uh, I, I understand from which point these uh, people uh, you mentioned are coming from. Uh, I also have a lot of experience in development, mm -hmm. um, and I don't really technically fully understand how, for example, ChatGPT works. Um, so, and yeah, it's it's a little bit of scary when you don't uh, almost any technology. If you have a lot of background and experience, you can dig in and understand. Uh, but when it's you don't fully understand it, you afraid it a little bit. Uh, so uh, maybe this is how some people are feeling about it. And uh, another point, uh, uh, what I read a lot about that it uh, it can go under control, like it can become, it's, uh, we can use a, an analogy with a Google search algorithm. Like nobody really understand even inside the Google itself, how it works. <laughs> so, uh, but this is just a search algorithm. We, if uh, it's a, an AI model with access to the internet uh, and nobody really understands how it works, I understand why it makes people uh, scary. Um, my vision for the next five years, uh, yeah, I think it will be more kind of evolution, like we just saw with Google or OpenAI, like more powerful models, more context, uh, ability for models to work with different tools. Uh, like right now it's images and videos and voice. Uh, maybe in two years they will be able to make not a minute video, but uh, a full movie. Or uh, maybe they will be able to uh, not just make videos, but upload them uh, to the TikTok and uh, Instagram themselves. So I... I see an evolution. I don't think we will see in the next five years like uh, something magical which will just replace the human, but we definitely will see a lot of uh, um, small evolutions. And then when you will compare AI today versus in five years, you will see that there is a huge gap like uh, uh, between uh, uh, iPhone and the first Nokia, this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. That's a good analogy. One, one of the things that's uh, sort of playing out right before our eyes right now is, you know, three major companies in the United States are controlling, potentially controlling AI. So you got NVIDIA, you know, Meta is investing a ton in, uh, in AI and OpenAI and Microsoft. So we've got these three big players and they take up 
I th- like for the Nasdaq, they they're the reason why the Nasdaq has hit all time highs lately. The only reason, like all these other, a lot of the other companies in the Nasdaq have actually lost value. But since these um, AI stocks have done so well, they pulled everybody up by the bootstraps and caused the whole stock market to rise. Now, one very interesting thing I heard also is that, you know, if if it's if we get all these companies that are just a few handful of companies that control all of AI. Well, it can almost be a national security risk for the United States because, say, God forbid, some country bombs NVIDIA plants, you know, in Taiwan or or something like that. Because those companies control so much of the stock market, if NVIDIA goes down and loses 50 percent of its value overnight because some terrorist attack or something, that would cause a huge global crisis because the United States economy would just collapse overnight. Um so what do you, how do you feel about like all these big players, these three big players controlling AI at the moment? And do you think it's going to get worse? Like, is there going to be, you think there's going to be like one big winner at the end of this, or it's going to be shared between three or four company companies like it is right now? I think there will be very soon uh, uh, nice open source uh, competitors mm-hmm. in this space, because right now it's super hard. Lots of developers are working on it. Uh, there are some, pretty promising open source AI models. Uh, and I think the open source uh, is something that can uh, uh, make it less centralized, like uh, uh, with operation systems, for example. Yeah, you have uh, big players also here, like you have uh, Microsoft with Windows and you have Apple and Android, but you have open source Linux, which kind of takes some power from them. Yeah. And uh, I I have the same. Uh, I think it will be the similar future with uh, with uh, AI, but it doesn't solve the problem you mentioned uh, with the Taiwan, where all the cheap uh, manufacturers are there. So if there will be some issue, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't really see any any movement of, of these companies to us or any distribution of this manufacturing process and this yeah this is a little bit scary uh, so i i think it will be uh, the, the problem with centralization is more about hardware parts and software part mm-hmm. because in software world i do think we will see some nice open source solutions soon but with hardware yeah it's uh it's problematic. Yeah, we'll see. It's like you don't need to watch TV anymore. You just watch the news, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Changes every day. Yeah, Mistral's really cool. We always talk about that on the podcast. For yeah. yeah. Are there any other open source LMs that you know of? Uh, Llama from uh, the yeah. one oh, Facebook right. outsourced is, yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, they are both are not as capable as uh, ChatGPT for now. But uh, open source always have a big benefit. You have a huge community which which works on it. So even if it won't be the same, like as good as uh, ChatGPT, maybe it will be eighty percent as good or ninety percent. It it will be competitive. It's gonna be crazy when ChatGPT five comes out because yeah, if they they release Sora, which is like night and day better than it's their comp- their competitors like Runway. So when they release ChatGPT ChatGPT five, is it going to be twenty, thirty, a hundred times better than ChatGPT four? Who knows? But it's going to be awesome when it releases. You know, right? It could be that they will just wipe all the competitors. 
Yeah. yeah. And then maybe the, maybe those open source companies just perpetually play catch up. You know, they're perpetually at eighty percent right. of what the competition is. But I hope not. I hope open source wins out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's insane. You didn't see any video creation from OpenAI for months, and and now all of a sudden, here comes Sora. And if you go on OpenAI's, uh, I was on OpenAI's Twitter today this morning watching some of these videos. They have some demos yeah. out there right now. And it's like the snowfall one. They've got like a movie trailer. They've got this lady walking through New York City. And and it's like the, the most video I've seen is, like Ryan said, kind of grainy. You can definitely tell it's AI. Right. Um, it's good, you know, but you can definitely tell it's AI uh, for like 10 seconds, you know. Or like a picture that moves a little bit, yeah. you know, and now we got like this whole, they're, they're like making a whole movie trailer now. It's like, it, it's, it's insane. Yeah. I, I got the same impression. I played with some other uh, video making models before I thought maybe I can um, somehow automate as a social media creation process, like uh, create travel videos and upload them uh, to the Instagram. Like, so each tree plan will have a kind of a trailer video and all, uh, all solution I tried was they, they, they weren't really there. You, it was bad quality video. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> with, uh, with Sora, it will probably change. Definitely. You got to check out, we just interviewed OSA.ai, O-S-S-A.ai. And they make short form videos, they're AI generated. And all you do is like enter a two to three sentence script and they produce a short video for you. And it does an incredible job. I mean, it's all AI generated pictures, but a lot of the times you can't tell. Um, and even if you can tell the, the shorts so good that you're like, wow, that was really cool. Um, so yeah, if you wanna reach out to them, we can hook you up with them, but they're, they're really cool, cool guys that uh, started it. Actually, Cole, the guy that started it, he has like seven million social media followers and seven billion views on TikTok and Instagram. So, I've used their tool, and it'd probably be a good fit for you guys because the the shorts that I created on it have done pretty well on my channel, and I was like very surprised. Yeah, I, I will give it a chance. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting project because Cole, like Ryan said, has you know, he's got five million TikTok followers, and. Uh, some of the he he's been in this industry for a while and some of the secrets that he's put into his videos he's actually embedded that process into the model uh like just the way the photos move the way the text jumps at you so you don't even have to you don't even have to know how to make videos you know it's kind of embedded into the model which is which is pretty cool mm -hmm. um and and that gives it a little unique spin over some other video creations but. yeah we're not we're not like paid or affiliated with them or anything like that it's just it's a it was a cool tool it works well yeah i will give it a try one of the things we like to do is we just like to explore some of the cool stuff in the space and that's that's how we came across let's trip is we're just like you know we like we like to explore cool tools and projects and just like i stumbled across i you know i looked through the tools for our newsletter because uh, we feature tools in our newsletter uh every day and let's trip came up and i was like this is one of the this is one of the coolest projects I've seen in a while. Uh, Thank you. Just very, very practical. You know, a lot of times, like, you got to go through, like, a painstaking sign-up process to even get the thing running. You can just type it right in and, and go right ahead. And I was like, whoa. Uh, like, I, I couldn't believe it was free, actually. I was like, I can't believe this is actually a free tool. 
I really wanted to, to gather the user feedback. So I tried, that's why I, I tried to make it as simple as possible to start. Um, yeah, and I, I got some nice traffic from uh, your newsletter. That's why when you uh, emailed me, I recognized uh, I recognized <laughs> the name because I, I saw it in the traffic reports. Cool, cool. Glad to help you out. It's interesting to see, like, we don't study the analytics that much. I mean, we do a little bit, but we're just trying to grow the newsletter as fast as possible right now. So it's it's good to hear that it's actually useful, you know, <laughs> and, and helping yeah. them get some traffic for who's ever listed on it. So. Cool. It's it's let's trip.ai and anything else you want to promote, feel free to do it now. Uh, yeah, I would just mention that if you have any ideas, um, if something didn't work or something is missing, I will really appreciate that uh, you just submit a contact uh, form on uh, let's trip.ai. I read them all and I'm getting some nice feedback uh, from people who submit them. So it will be very helpful. That's, that's the fun part. Uh... Be critical. My wife loves being critical of me, so I'll tell her to go on there and <laughs> she'll give you some good feedback. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, be sure to subscribe to Ryan and I's newsletter too. It's fry-ai.com slash subscribe. We've got weekday news, uh, updates, cool tools. Sundays, we do deep dive articles as well into different developments and developers like uh, Let's Trip and uh, give you the rundown of what's going on in AI. So. Uh, thank you so much, Alon, for being here. Um, it's always great to have cool guests like you, uh, people who are interactive and passionate about what they do.